Welcome in to the pre-show show. It's time to sit and be prepared to be wowed, entertained, informed. Wow. And meet life. <laughs> meet life. <laughs> that was fantastic. If you live the meat life, this is the show for you. Drew, you should do all of the ad reads in that voice specifically. You need to read all of my audio. Right. There we go. Lindsay agrees. <laughs> I think the audience also agrees. Before we get into the show, guys, we brought you damn good beer. Now we're delivering to you damn good beef, as AJ and Ryan keep saying, meat life. Um, Hazel meat Cattle life. Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassel Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. I There's not a space there. I have to say it that way or else I'm going to say Wagyu. And I know that that's not the way you say it. It's okay. Wagyu. I can't say Kamloops either, so we all have our things. We all have our things. <laughs> Everyone on this podcast also knows that I am really bad at pronouncing things. Um, so that's just what I have to do. Anyways... Hassel Cattle Company, everyone at DNVR has had some of their beef sent straight to their door, and it is incredible. Hassle-free. Hassle-free, exactly. Just showed up, and then you get to start cooking. Um, we have not had the Denver steaks yet. Ryan, the people are waiting for that review. We have to cook them this weekend. Okay. Has anyone else had the Denver steaks yet? No. I know. See, we got to try it. We got to give done. the review. Bacon. I got sausages on deck for tonight, but oh, I've had the bacon, a little so ground good. chuck. Yeah, I haven't had, had the sausages yet, so I'm ready. It is bomb. Uh, we're having the comments. I would pick up a Drew Creaseman audiobook. I agree. Um, but before. Maybe if you guys are lucky, you might get to hear Drew Creaseman on something similar to an audiobook one day. Just saying. They're lucky. Hopefully. Maybe. Eyeball emoji. Ooh. Okay, H head over to HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use the promo code DNVR10. I am able to spell, unlike Rudo on the Avs postgame show yesterday, who really struggled. He got it. It, it was just a... <laughs> It was a. It, it was a process to get through C-A-R-E. But he did get it. free meat life. There you <laughs> Use that promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off any orders over 200 and you receive free shipping. Check them out and we promise you will not be disappointed. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy.
Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. But it's Friday. Get your Breck brews out. Let's celebrate. Drew, you're not you're not going hot peak IPA um, and strawberry sky this time. I'm still on Strava hour. Sorry. I Rudo had so many Breck brews last night. I'm still drinking the coffee <laughs> to, to shake it. Like that's how like that show was intense. That loss was intense. I also had plenty of Breck brews. I won't say I was trying to keep pace with Rudo at home considering the outcome of the game, but I wasn't far behind. So nope, still Strava craft copy hours for me. All right. Well, I'm about to go grab a Breck brew, probably the avalanche. Um, Besides Strawberry Sky, I think that one's my favorite. But, again, it's Friday, so go enjoy. Grab a Breck Brew. If you want to come down to the DNVR bar, we've got a doubleheader going on today. Not even a doubleheader. They're on at the same time. We've got the Nuggets and the Avs game tonight. We will be um, showing both games at the bar. I believe Avs Sound will be on unless there is more Nuggets fans, and we'll change it. Um, so definitely come down following all COVID-19 protocols, but it's going to be fun. And we have eight Breck Brews on tap. It's going to be awesome. If your question is, is that a challenge and you're a Nuggets fan, the answer is yes. It is. It is a challenge. Look, it is true. It's the return um, of MPJ. You got to go check that out. We are going to be talking about what sports-related executive order would you sign. This topic comes through. Peter Burns, as Ryan said, a friend of the program, um, tweeted this out yesterday, and it was so good we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So what's the first executive order you would sign related to sports? Ryan, I'll start off with you. Okay, my so. executive order would be in relation to uh, reform on spotting the football. Um, if you listen to the show, you've heard me vent about it uh, before, and I will vent about it again because it is the biggest problem in all of sports, in my humble opinion. Um, we call it a game of inches, and it is a game of inches, yet we just willy-nilly lose inches one way or the other in almost every single play, if not every single play. It drives me absolutely insane uh, for a game where every – Every little thing matters so much. We're just letting some guy who's like eight yards away, who has 55-year-old eyes, tell you where the knee and the ball were at the exact same time. How is he supposed to know that? I'm not even <laughs> mad at him. I'm mad at the system. Uh, so we need to figure out a way. I know we have the technology. If we can go to outer space, we can figure out a way to spot a football. My, my original thought here is – there's a, you know, there's sensors in the pads on knees, on the elbows, whatever, uh, and then there's also a sensor in the ball, and it just buzzes to the ref where to send, where to put the ball. Uh, it it would be a large investment uh, to get this technology prepared, <laughs> but I am uh, I'm gung ho about that. I get into the sports White House. That's my first order of business. I would like everyone's to be addressed that way i want you guys to sell us on that executive order um aj you were not you were shaking your head did you disagree with some of the things ryan was saying no no i'm totally in agreement it's the dumbest thing um hockey kind of has a similar where you know we're trying to split the atom on offside but when it comes to icing the puck a guy can be half a foot from center ice and we'll just give it to him because he's close enough and it just sometimes it's like that, and sometimes it's not. And it's like, so does this does do do these rules matter or do they not? <laughs> like, and when it comes to spotting that. football, like because of because of how important it is that you get X amount of yardage in order to 
get a new set of downs or, you know, it's extremely important that they have accurate information and they're, they're literally eyeballing it. Like we take, we, when you move into a house and you're putting stuff up on the walls, we take that more seriously than they do spotting a football. I do. You, get out, you get out, you get out the levels, <laughs> you draw the little marks on the wall. Like you do, you go the, no. Cause if you just stand back and you eyeball it and go, eh, looks good. You're an NFL ref. Yes. yes. I guess I'm an NFL ref. It, unless it's like really big things, I'm like, I think that looks good. And then it looks good. It That's how we did the entire set back in Lakewood Alley. <laughs> it's like, very true. Yeah, that, look, that works. We that works. tried really hard to be like, all right, let's measure it. And then we would mess up. So then I think we, that wall had like so many holes that we were like, That's, it's good enough. We're, it's we'll be okay. <laughs> We'll just angle the camera in a way where you won't even know. <laughs> I, I'll just, I, I just thought of this as a new solution that's a lot cheaper and it won't be perfect, but it'll at least be some, you could implement this, this off season. Uh, when the XFL came back or, or one of those leagues, the, a, wait, the AAF, <laughs> that's what it was. Um, they had the sky judge and their job was just to watch. And if something sketchy happened, they just buzzed down and said, Hey, we need a moment to look at this. Um, now you can't do you can't have that much time on every single play, but what they could do is between the time that the player is down and they're spotting the ball, you know, there's usually ten to fifteen seconds in there. They can just say, "Hey, you're a little off. Move it forward, you know, a half a yard or whatever." At least that would get them closer to being right on this. Again, eventually we need a technology that makes it perfect because, it, like I said, we in football you just don't. You can't just be throwing around feet like it's nothing. Um, <laughs> and there's oftentimes where they're off by multiple feet on spots. So in important, uh, important moments too, that you're like, what is that call? Like, no way that was a first yeah. down. And then that that wins them the Super Bowl or things like that. Like, there's so totally. many big moments that that happens. Yeah. So uh, eventually, we need to get perfect. But just this off season, put someone in the box. They're instantly looking at the side views all the cam as soon as the play ends, and they're just buzzing down to the ref. Hey, it's actually at the 46, not the 45. Or move it forward half a yard, back half a yard. As long as they get it in before the snap, they don't have to pull the whistle or anything. They just run, move it, and, and keep going. I don't really want to bring up this comment because I know Ryan's going to go on a tangent, but we will. All right, Broncos Insider says his executive order would be to make Deshaun Watson a Denver Bronco. I don't see so why not. I mean, David Stern literally just decided the Lakers can't have Chris Paul. I think the president of the United yeah. States should be able to just decide that the Broncos get Deshaun Watson. I mean, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just say, okay, well, now you have Pat Mahomes? Because yeah. now Kansas City also doesn't have him. So that's now you're opening a can of worms. That's right. Like, yeah. like, like that it has to be at least somewhat realistic, I think. Because, yeah, you could just be like, my executive orders, the Broncos get – Pat Mahomes, and they also get Josh Allen, and they also get uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So now all of the teams in the championship weekend don't have their quarterbacks. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to Let's Drew. because I'm curious, Drew, does anyone have any debate or any other points for Ryan's executive order? It's a great call. I mean, it's, I don't, it, Implementing the alternative is probably a lot trickier than it seems surface level, but it's a really good point that in a game that's measured by yards and like field positions, arguably more important in football than any sport, 
I mean, pro- almost certainly, it is kind of silly that it's something we're we're loose on. I think he nailed it. Yeah. Yep. It, it's exactly the whole game is about measurement. Right. And we're off on measurement. <laughs> Drew, I'm going to go to you because I think that you're going to go a little similar to Ryan and, and Eric is calling it in the yeah, uh, I got five months on this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that was actually not the way I was oh. going to go. That's oh. actually probably like three or four on my list. Just speaks to how many <clears throat> deep rooted problems major league baseball has right now. And that it's not a good thing, but. So um, people who are listening and not seeing Eric's comment, he was talking about uh, the robot empire uh, empire. It's a robot empire. Ro- yeah. Robot umpires. That's the fear, right? Is that it becomes a robot empire? <laughs> yeah. For a lot of people, you know. Uh, because the argument for that is exactly the same for getting the spot right, basically. It's this fundamental element of the game that gets wrong way more often than people realize or notice or think about oftentimes. And then when it happens in a key moment, then we all notice. And then we have a very strange debate around it that that just doesn't make any kind of sense. Uh, And the technology exists to fix it. That's the most frustrating thing about the strike zone. But I I, I like problem in there. It's great. It adds an extra element to it. Super bizarre debate that we have to have there. Um, But for me, the biggest problem in baseball is that the economics of the sport are completely upside down. I don't know that there's an executive order I could say quickly that would make it make sense to people of like, okay, here's what I'd, uh, I'd maybe put it this way. I would tear down baseball's entire financial system and replace it with footballs. Just more like, and, and it wouldn't necessarily work exactly the same. I like things like, you know, franchise tax, I think are good ideas. The, the way their salary cap and taxes and stuff like that works, but the revenue sharing is really the biggest thing that, that I think you've got to have. Um, if that's, like too implausible to be like completely replace the entire financial system with another one that's very, very different. If it's just like, what would you do that's legitimately could be implemented and should be implemented right now? It's a salary floor. We have a situation where 10 to 12 teams every single year in Major League Baseball actually have every incentive to not try to compete, not try to win games and not spend any money on their talent and it's created a system where there's like 10 guys in major league baseball who are way overpaid and everybody else is way underpaid and it's it's just an absurd untenable situation and getting close to where now a third of the teams in baseball every year it doesn't make sense for them to try to compete that's not good for your league i think uh you need to just take hockey system because they have they have a rookie contract system that makes sense uh, it's a couple of years, and then you get three years, and then you have to start paying that guy. You know, there's restricted free agency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they have to, I mean, even with that, they start making meaningful money. And it's not like this, oh, you went to an all-star game, but because it's your first time in arbitration, you're only allowed to make $2 million. It's not idiotic. Right. If you can play, you're going to get paid. And yeah. I think I think that's probably... Uh, there are lots of things about football salary cap system that I think are whack. The franchise tag included, which is, I, I think, is something that teams abuse and go against the spirit of what it was intended for. Like That's what I was going to say. It was created, the franchise tag was created so that a market like Denver wouldn't lose a star like John Elway. 
And instead, it I mean, we've seen kickers get get that thing put on them because yeah. teams are like, oh, we have a means of we may not be able to pay this guy or whatever. And we're so we're just going to we're going to lock him down and ensure that we get another year out of him. And when an earning window, especially in the NFL, is so small that even even one one year on a franchise tag is huge for teams. It's it's yeah. huge for teams. Look at what happened to Le'Veon Bell. You know, like yeah. he knew what was happening. They were they were cutting off his future earnings by franchise tagging him. So he tried to pull the only card that he had, which was I'm not going to play then. And it, in my opinion, it ended up derailing his career. Uh, he lost the trust of his teammates. He didn't play for a year. He came back. He's never been the same. He's never even been good again. Um, so you know, it, it, it definitely gets abused. And I think you're right. The spirit of the idea made sense. Yeah. It's just the way it worked out. That's why I, I think you have to piece things from each sport. I love that in the NBA, uh, you can make significantly more money by staying with your team. Like that makes sense. That has the same kind of idea there, right? Um, you can't yeah. force a guy to stay like you can with the franchise tag, but you can tell him, hey, look, you can make a hell of a lot more money if you stay in that smaller market. Sure. It. Even that, though, gets kind of, you know, you end up with, like, Charlotte. A team like Charlotte has to give a max contract to a guy who's maybe not a max player because it's their only recourse of convincing that player to stay. And then they end up overpaying that guy, boxing themselves into a mediocre team because they can't make meaningful improvements. And now they have no salary cap space. They're totally locked into... You know, they're totally locked into these this, like, mediocre roster. And the NBA has been playing catch up for a long time now on these sort of unintended consequences as they try to do this exact dynamic we're describing. And it's a little bit elusive. Um, You know, I do think that particular dynamic of it well-intentioned and for the most part works out. But it's the NBA system is certainly not uh, all smooth. I got Giannis to stay in Milwaukee, right? So right. It, I mean, yeah, sometimes it works. Hundred percent. Michael makes Money a talks. Good on the comments with hockey contracts yeah. are always guaranteed money. You see that in the NBA too. While we don't see that in the NFL, and you see players really take a hit and and have a lot of consequences with not having that guarantee money. Yeah, it, it's dumb that uh, contracts aren't guaranteed in the NFL. Um, just like. It makes all of the numbers meaningless. Uh, the right. only one that matters is guaranteed money. Everyone's looking at everyone's contract on every team saying, well, you know, he signed for seven years, but there's only two more years of guaranteed money, so he's going to get cut after that. Like, you know, Broncos have actually been pretty good at, at um, abusing this system themselves. They love uh, trading for guys who don't have any guaranteed money left on their contract because now they have full control over. They did it last year with AJ Boye. It looks like they're going to move on from him this year. They did it with Jarrell Casey. We're not sure about that. They did it with uh, Joe Flacco. It's just like, oh well, if a guy has no guaranteed money on his contract, then you have all the power. So now you can do whatever you want with him. If it doesn't work out, you just cut him. They need to change it, and and you know they just negotiated a new CBA and they didn't get that done. So that one's going to be really hard for the players to get, especially because players can get injured and miss so much time and you know, injuries. Say, are- like, you see that with Dak Prescott, like he didn't have, he didn't sign his contract then he got injured. And now I don't even know like how many, how long he'll be out. I think it's better than what was expected when the injury happened, but everyone on social media, everyone was like, Oh, if he had at least some more guaranteed money, like his, like, like Alex, like these injuries could be really costly. 
Yeah, I think it'll start happening more with quarterbacks uh, and mm. then maybe matriculate its way down. Like, quarterbacks should not be ever, especially the Patrick Mahomes, the Sean Watsons, these guys should not ever be signing non-fully guaranteed deals. They have all the power. They run the league. Um, so Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed deal. Everyone should be getting fully guaranteed deals at that position. And once they realize that and start doing that, I think it will start to matriculate its way down to other players. Drew, do you want to add anything else to your executive order? I'll just say the worst system of everything that we've talked about here with all the pitfalls, all the things that we've said are bad about sports arbitration is 10 times worse than any of them. It is the dumbest financial system in professional sports, a system that keeps some of the best players in the game making a fraction of what they're worth and forces them to literally, for those of you that don't know, if you don't follow baseball, potentially have to face their own team in court where they have a lawyer sit down and argue to the player's face. You think you're worth $7 million? Well, we think you're worth $4.5 million, and here's all the reasons why. Like, that creates a really, really great atmosphere for your ball club. Yeah. Like, then who, your coach is like, go out there, kid. We believe in you. And you're like, well, we're like, really? yeah. court. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, really, really doesn't seem like you do there, coach. And it's just, yeah, I, there, there was a tweet that I think encapsulated this whole thing right after the Tampa Bay Rays traded Blake Snell, who almost powered them to a World Series win. And local guy, Ryan Spielberg's tweeted it out like, man, I know they win a lot, but it sucks to be a fan and a player for the Tampa Bay Rays. And think about that. What, how is that good for baseball? If a team can get into the World Series, be kind of a perennial thing, and a guy who used to play in the game, these people who are like, you know, if you're a numbers crunching fan who loves to sit there and think about all the ways to beat the system, then you love the Rays. Anybody, nobody goes to their games. Nobody likes playing for them. Every single person on the team is, imagine working at a company where every single person paid less than what they're worth, what the atmosphere would be like there. Like no one would want to be in that situation. So it's just, it's just baseball's got to fix it, man. And, and instead of paying you what you're worth, they'd rather just get rid of you. <laughs> totally that every incentive in the game is it just ship them off because as soon as you're too valuable to we do, don't want you that's right moneyball was great and it's smart it's not they're not wrong but it's even theo epstein said himself i ruined the game i will uh, i will add the the nhl has arbitration and there was a famous story of uh the gm of the islanders at the time uh, Mike Milbury made Tommy Salo cry during their arbitration hearing because he went so in on why he was not worth the money he wanted. So great system. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Before we move on, <laughs> I really hope I don't, I hope I, I'm not seeing another name that I'm going to mess up, but you know, who knows? Um, the return we've all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most Michael notorious icon yeah. okay. is stepping back into the octagon. Michael Porter Jr. There you go. Um, Wait, can I just say Michael Porter Jr. is going in the octagon? I know, Ali, I know you're doing a read, which is serious. I'm just going to sneak this in there. Just announced, Woj just announced it. MPJ will play tonight. Let's Woo! go. Let's go. Yeah, I, awesome. I wasn't kidding when I said it at the start of the show. Yep, let's go, baby. 
<laughs> the bar is going to be lit to come hang out. Um, but okay, back to DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right. New users can bet $1 on McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. I, I'm done betting for a little bit. Um, I have lost some units and that's not fun for me. So I'm taking shooters. Keep shooting. Shooters keep shooting. I don't want to keep shooting right now. (laughs) And and Andre and Ryan can say scared money. Don't make money. All right. Then that's why I'm not playing. (laughs) Correct. I'm terrified. (laughs) I lost some units. It wasn't fun. And so I'm just taking a step back. Um, so I won't be placing any bets this weekend, but do any of you guys have any bets that are intriguing? Ryan lives by the Miko Rantanen shots on goal. Are you betting that tonight, Ray? Yeah, of course. Uh, they didn't move the line once again, and so I will keep ta- – if it's a two-and-a-half, I take it, no matter what. Uh, I actually did the math on this and what my career numbers are uh, on the bet. And we're now up to 13 and six. So that's wow. that's what we call profitable. Um, and <laughs> yeah. that's why we keep going back to that well. Uh, last night, hit it in the second period, early in the second period. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just what happens. Uh, you know, they get a power play, he gets two, and then it's over. Weren't you, uh, moving on from abs and hockey, weren't you saying that uh, there was some cheese going on with this, uh, the UFC this weekend? Yeah, Andre and I like to dive in a lot to where these where where these boosts are coming from, um, and there's just so many boosts involving Conor McGregor because he's so popular. Everyone wants to bet on him like worldwide, um, and so I just think fading McGregor is the way to go this weekend. Also, there's like hedge opportunities if you're if you're betting on uh, McGregor to win in round one at 257 to one, you can find a lot of ways to guarantee yourself money uh, by hedging a little bit. I really don't think McGregor wins in, by knockout in the first round. Um, Dustin Poirier is a very tough individual. So I think that will be difficult. And McGregor might be kind of washed. Okay. Um, hey. when, is that, when is that fight? Saturday night. Saturday night. All right. The bar. We've got Buffs basketball. We've got the Nuggets on. And then this fight on Saturday. Another day. The bar is going to be a lot of fun. So definitely stop by. But DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable and makes it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So don't forget to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. For a limited time only, at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado-only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Who should go first? Who wants to go first, AJ or Brendan? I'll go. Okay. Brendan, have, what is your executive order? I have so many. Um, can I just get the Nuggets and Avs on TV? Like, is that cheating? Oh, I was going to say, one. that is something that someone in the comments <laughs> wrote. Remove yeah. the blackout rules in so all sports. Both of these things, yeah. So, obviously, Nuggets and Avs, yeah. um, 
that's self-explanatory. But the blackout rules too, like these restrictions are outdated and I just think you should be able to watch your favorite team on whatever channel. And I'm tired of it. And I think it should be that simple. You extremist. Yeah. You extremist. <laughs> so that's my uh, you are. That's my one that I don't think anyone's going to argue with. I think that's uh, a great one. Ben Ben Gerding was talking to us yesterday about how his dad in Ohio could watch the Avs while people locally could not watch the Avs. <clears throat> yep. Sounds about right. Um, and then another one that I, I don't know if this is this is more basketball specific. Um, if no more three point fouls on guys who fall down. Like if you mm. fall down, you cannot have the foul unless unless you got <laughs> physically thrown over. I'm just tired of guys kicking their legs, extending their landing zone is apparently a radius now that extends far beyond the natural extent of a human being's legs. And it's ruining basketball. The three-point shot is the three-point foul is actually like from an efficiency standpoint, the optimal outcome as an offensive player. So if you want to knock James Harden, like keep in mind by the way these guys are calling it, by what the numbers, the analytics tell you, there's no better way to get points than to hunt that shot. Uh, the NBA pretended they were going to outlaw this like three years ago, where the guys lean in after they pump fake, or they stick their legs out. They cared for about a month, and then they stopped caring, and I can't watch it any longer. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, and it kind of goes into what you're talking about with the Rays, right? It's not wrong. It just ruins the sport. It's bad yeah, for the totally. sport. Right, um, you're, not, you're not breaking any rules, but it's like, is this in good faith? Is this right. fun for everyone? Like, yeah, no. it's like... If you're in like a Madden and are doing like uh, blitzes that are messing with the AI or whatever, like that's yeah, it's gonna help you win. Is it right? No, uh, right. it's like it's 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 taking advantage uh, of ways that you can manipulate the game. And I think everyone like there's never been a play. I don't know if there's ever been a player as good as James Harden that no one really liked watching. Right. Uh, right. And it's because and, yeah. his entire game is about right. manipulation. Right. And when and he's a guy that's good enough to not need that. That's the thing about right. James Harden. When you watch him cook, you're like, dude, this is actually a top six, top seven guy in the world, even without all that stuff. So when he hunts it out, you know, and why shouldn't he when they're calling it the way they do? So outlaw that. Like, imp imp how about this? Imprison the referees that don't take it. <laughs> Jail time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, all right. I think that was the – oh, Ryan, you are frozen. Oh, no, you're not anymore. Does anyone have any objections to that one? Do we all agree? Yeah. Uh, can I add uh, the just gear the block charge while we're at it? Mm. Just entirely? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, like, let them run into each other. <laughs> well, like, whatever, dude. That's a no call. I just – what I don't like is just standing still in someone's way shouldn't be defense. That, yeah, that I shouldn't agree. be called defense. I um, agree. So, however, we can get rid of just like try to get in front of a guy, stand still, and just let him knock you over. It's not defense. Let's figure out a way to beat that. That's a um, I want to bring up the clip from Parks and Rec, but I don't want the uh, stream to get banned in any way possible. Uh, but <laughs> just going straight to jail or that, that just reminds me of that episode of Parks and Rec. Oh, uh, yeah. Venezuelan city, like sister, sister city. city? Yeah come in and it's like right to jail flopping <laughs> right jail instant jail yeah i'm, I'm uh, surprised none of you objected to the jail time aspect of my particular rule but other than that i thought i mean i feel like i was like oh all right well sure i mean you're the president so that's what that's that's what you're right 
Goddamn right I am, Allie. All right, AJ, what would your executive order be? Your first executive order. Uh, well, since we covered blackouts, because that was actually my thing. Um, we're we can share of, that one. Yeah, we're getting rid of blackouts. My other, my other all sports executive order is that officials have to be made available to media after games. It doesn't, oh, have, yes. to be, it doesn't have to be all media. It can be a pool reporter, whatever. Like I'm a, they don't have to face like 50 people who all want to ask one damn question. But they need to be there, and there needs to be a, uh, there needs to be a system of accountability that we all have access to see. You know, players have to, players' fines and suspensions are made public. How much money they have is public. How much money they make is public. How much money they have taken away is public. I got three emails two days ago about three guys who got fined in the NHL on the same day. We know all about that. But the accountability for officiating doesn't exist. At this point, it's a freaking myth. You have guys like Angel Hernandez and Joe West, whose names that we know. Or Tony Rollers. Because we know them, like Tony. You shouldn't know a ref's name. You should never last, know a ref's name. Last night, the Abs had a game that was officiated by Tim Peel and Francois Saint Laurent. Is it any shock that they played a role in the outcome? No, of course not. I saw that they were on the docket for last night, and I was like, "Great, this is going to be this is wonderful. We know exactly how this is going to end," and it did. Predictably, it ended exactly the way we expected. Because those guys are bad at their jobs. They are bad in front of everybody every single year, and they keep coming back. The leagues are like, oh, what's that? These guys are known and hated by everybody, and they are objectively not good at what they do. Oh, let's just keep running them out there. Right. It's we true. We can't get anybody else to take it's our so $400,000. Let's make them the World that. Series crew. Are hey, you Scott Foster, serious? Scott Foster tonight? Tonight's really a big deal, you know? <laughs> it's We're just going to do it again. It's yeah. insane that these leagues just they just keep running out guys who suck at this. These <laughs> dudes could go down and, and they could ref youth leagues and they would still be incompetent. So the lack of accountability for officiating across all sports is insane to me. We have more, like... Technology has changed the way that we look at games live. The cameras are too good. The slow-mo is too good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It, officiating is really hard to do. Like, it's really hard to know if a guy has perfectly painted the corner in baseball. You know, the offsides in hockey, it, it happens so fast. that and, and sometimes all 10 guys are right up on the blue line that it's like, did how that half an inch go spotting the football things like that like human error is just it's a natural part of that but when you make mistakes players everybody else in, involved in the sports world has has open accountability has public accountability when they are not good at their jobs and the officials do not that yep. would be my number one thing across all sports is that officials have to be held accountable they have to answer questions after games they don't get to just go into the locker room, open up the fridge, drink beer, take the gear off, and go, oh, gee, I blew that call. You could have screwed up somebody's entire season with that, you clown. Are you serious? <laughs> I love it. One thing I will say is that the NFL has this, um, and the fact that you guys probably don't even know it shows you how ineffective right. it's been. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> in, in an NFL press box at the beginning of the game, they say in Denver, Jeff Legwald is your uh, your pool reporter. If you have any questions for the referees, uh, you can request that he ask them. Uh, and it it's happened two or three times in my time covering the Broncos where people have made a formal request. So can you ask the ref about this? And the refs just never say anything. And, and so, like, he goes there and asks a question and they give, like, a super paltry answer and then they come up with like a printout of it and they're like here's what the ref said and it's just like yeah like that's what i saw i did the best i could the and NBA, then just, sorry sorry to make yeah, the NBA and then it's the, like okay it's over the last two minute report and it's yeah it's useless the last two minute report is like your ex-girlfriend who you think might have cheated on you just like sending you pictures of the guy like hey just so you know it did happen by the way you were right and it's like, okay, is there a follow-up to that? No, no, just letting you know. Are you sorry? And there's nothing you yeah. can do about the no. This is This is why I'm saying that it needs to go beyond. The league needs to make a statement. Yeah. Some some sort of a public accountability has to happen. When, like, them coming out and be like, hey, we botched that call is one thing. Like, great. I would. I like when leagues acknowledge it. It doesn't make you feel better. You know, they the the league the officials cost the abs a game a couple of years ago and came out the next day and literally said, Sorry, LOL. And like it made you feel better to know that the league acknowledged it, but it felt shitty because it was like, okay, so the referees didn't know the rules. The referees didn't know the rules. How like what are you guys gonna do about this? Right. Is there a weak suspension? Like right, right, what's right. going on here? Yeah. Just give us the extra little bit of follow-up that says this is what we're doing about these guys. Right, right, right. Especially when you see it happen with the same refs over and over and over again. You're like and that you expect it. Like you guys said, like you know when a certain person's gonna ref a game or or be in that position, you're like, Oh god, this is gonna happen. Right. Like you're telling me the NBA doesn't know that Tony Brothers should never do a Nuggets game? <laughs> you mean you mean to tell me that they they're just unaware of what's going on here, but everybody else in Denver knows the guy's name and knows like what's up? Are you kidding me with this? It's I, it's just it's, crazy to me. As I think about this, it's something I know admittedly next to nothing about, but I wonder I'm sure there are unions for these referees, right? And I, I wonder how much power they have respectively in these leagues. Um, but it, I I agree, AJ. I mean I think you actually hit the nail on the head. Like the human error stuff is not the, ins the the source of the anger, right? That's inevitable. That's human nature. The lack of accountability that I think exists across professional sports blanket is pretty frustrating as a fan. And yeah, I'm thinking that something's going to be done about it. Like, okay, you get that knowledge. Like, all right, we messed up. We messed that. We messed up a call in that abs game. We admit it. But like, you see what's why that's going to change and not going to continue to happen. Mm. I, uh, one question I have for you guys: Do you believe that um, results should be able to be overturned if it was the last, the very last thing that happened? So let's say on a buzzer beating attempt, it, a, a foul gets called on. Uh, Jamal Murray fouling James Harden. He goes to the, the free throw line, shoots three free throws, win the game with zero time on the clock. If the last two-minute report shows that Jamal Murray didn't touch him, should they be able to go back and say, that's game over? The Nuggets win? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I think so. It shouldn't even take the two-minute report. It should happen right there. That's what I think, AJ. Like That's, to me, 
the the ideal solution is is what's the system where we're not leaving the arena until we've gotten that right, right something right. about going back doesn't sit going right back. with me although i don't know if i could actually articulate that maybe maybe that's just a you know baseball I mean, actually you're, you're has a history uh, of re of finishing games that you know that were called off because something illegal going back you know a long time now but you i mean you can also restart the game from the point of wherever be like all right look the last 30 seconds game if, if that was the most important call be like ah there's not no time on the maybe there's 10 seconds left and you go hey next time you guys get together we're all coming out here we're going to start with 10 seconds on the clock you've got the inbound pass and we're finishing last month's game that's a thing that baseball has done before so it, it can be done actually basketball did this I, I remember it one time happening in my childhood and i might be getting the details wrong but i'm pretty sure that they determined that Shaq had fouled out with like 37 seconds left in the game and they went back and counted his fouls and it was like no he didn't foul out that they were wrong he shouldn't have fouled out mm. and because of that they went back and played the last 30 seconds oh. of the game with Shaq. i don't i'm not familiar but that's not to say it didn't happen <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, there's no other uh go ahead i was just gonna say i i think you're right aj the if something like that happens it's that important. It, maybe you make it within one minute. Obviously, in the NFL, you know everything could be reviewed under two minutes. Um, that sort of stuff, I think, should should be implemented. The problem is, is that the more that you expand replay, it, it sometimes you get down a slippery slope. And like like we know in baseball, it's been kind of off putting um, yep. how much replay <clears throat> is changing in today's day and age. But in the end, it's like, well, it, it's. You, if you get it right, you can't be really that mad bad. about it. But it does just feel weird when it's like, oh, the neighborhood play at second base or whatever. It's like right. the guy's trying to avoid getting cleats shoved into his leg so he didn't touch the bag. But I don't know. I think, I think the slippery slope fallacy is a bad reason to not try things, personally. Yep. Yep. Um, no. I, I I would say um, that, that, that just drives me crazy, man. Like It's like, oh, well. What about the unintended consequences of it? And it's like, you're right. We should never change anything. Right. Um, Every slope is slippery, and we're yeah. all standing on a slope. But... I think that there are there are certain common sense changes that you can make across all the sports. You know, basketball. Um, I I don't remember which Nuggets game it was. Uh, I've only watched a couple this year, but um, I think it was. It might have. I don't. I don't remember which one it was, but. They one of the teams challenged a challenged a call, and then while they were watching the replay, it was very obvious that a foul had been committed, and that was the like, yeah. And and instead of instead of going back and being like, okay, well, so while on replay, we also noticed that hey, this this took place. Uh, we just they just pretended like it never happened. That was like, one, that was one of mine as well, AJ. Like I, you're doubling I, down on on this mistake now. Now you're now you are brazenly like. The human error aspect, okay, but they challenged this play. They opened themselves up to this this line of questioning, this the discovery aspect of it. Time for like you, if it's, if they discover a foul in the in the process of this, they should call that. It's like what we're just pretending you don't see it. Yeah, right, it's like, there, it's not up for de debate. In Ball know? Arena, there's the world's largest freaking television in the middle of that thing playing in slow motion. You see this that call that you have blatantly missed over and over and over and over, and it's right. like we're just yeah. gonna, we're just gonna pretend that this and, didn't happen. Then. You even you even well, saw that um, 
in a football game, Rye, I don't remember what exact football game it was, but the player was called for tar- – it was in a college football game. The player was called for targeting, and that's what the call was on the field. But when they went back, they realized it wasn't targeting, but it was a late hit. But they weren't oh, able to call game. the late hit because – and so they called it wasn't targeting but then they didn't get any punishment for the late hit and they couldn't go back and change the call because there wasn't one on the field, which is just so unfortunate. And then it costs the buffs in the game. And it's so dumb because literally the the only problem was that the ref didn't say personal foul, late hit and targeting. targeting. They just had personal foul targeting. And so they went back. It wasn't targeting. It was a hundred percent the ref's fault. But the Buffs end up losing out on 15 yards just because the ref didn't implement the rule correctly before they went to the booth. And everyone saw it in when they did the replay. Everyone saw, you're right, it wasn't targeting. Let's not kick this guy off the field. But it was a late hit, and that should have gone for the Buffs 15 yards. Like, it's crazy that just nothing happens. Well, this is This is also, though... This is all the best argument against what we've been saying about all these systems of making sure you get it right is like, then you got to make sure you've checked off every box, you know, and and if you check off every box, like how extensive is this replay process now? How much time is it taking? At what to what extent is the flow of the game? It doesn't need to take injury. any additional time while you're reviewing, while they're challenging the play, you see that there's a foul on it. Okay, great. We've, we've called the foul, whatever. Look, you're I, not going back and adding more replay to it. You're only implementing it in a situation in which something is already being challenged. Yeah, already I'm just trying to play a little looked. devil's advocate. I just think it, there are some unintended consequences. But then, like, just prepare for those and adjust. Like, I just – what you've described drives me absolutely insane. Like, if the foul occurs and I concede on the replay, and my job as a referee is to call fouls, why on earth can I not retroactively call that? Yeah. Yeah. So I went back, I just the Googled the, uh, the, the, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, that, and the part of it, because we're talking about, you know, and then why is nothing ever done about it? The, you, I can't make this an executive order, but that's the part of it that really drives me nuts is because we have codified for a very long time that the only capital J journalist objective way to respond to any of this is to start every conversation about, well, the officials didn't cost them the game. That's not the reason why they lost. Right. We can't talk about it. We have to do all yeah. this stuff. They don't have to answer any questions. Like that's why for me, the, the thing that AJ said at the very beginning is the, uh, Brendan's right. We can argue all day about how do you implement the exact right system and, and, and how far do we go and, and what do we do? But ultimately, have to answer to the media and coaches and everybody else that we talked about, but the media has to want to ask questions. The lengths they will go through to get trade rumors and stuff out of the GM's office or the next contract for this agent or dirt on some guy. But then why is Robert Drake, who threatened to kill people with an AR-15, if something that happened now twice happened, why is he still umpiring Major League Baseball games? And who do we ask about that mm. i'm the baseball writers association i've got act, who am i supposed to call and ask about that yeah. why isn't robert drake answering public questions why did you say that do you believe that someone with your judgment should be allowed behind the plate making important decisions all of these questions should be asked and even stuff that isn't that serious though joe west was implicated by a former catcher for taking bribes and he umpired season games last year that's in addition to all the other guys that we know are terrible, but the media has also got to want to go in there and find the answers to the questions. That's the part that drives me nuts is that we have so isolated any conversation about officiating and 
all of this stuff to if you're saying anything about it, then you're being a homer, you're being a complainer, or you've got to put these giant caveats on it. You're not allowed to talk about something that happened right in front of all of our faces, like the things you guys have talked about. That foul didn't just happen. Yes, we do. We've all conditioned ourselves to pretend that it just didn't happen so that we can pretend like we're being objective. That's how right. twisted our minds are. We have to pretend in a false reality to convince ourselves we're being objective. It, it blows my mind because the way we talk about this problem is, I think, as the problem itself. Um, so real quick, Ray, before you, um, before you make your point, Lindsay Sauer has a question and she wants to know, um, what fine or punishment should the refs have? And is it like three bad fines and then the ref is fired or like, what, what are these consequences that would work when it comes to yeah. this? I mean, they need to have, there needs to be like a public system of accountability when players in the NHL, when players get suspended, there's a repeat offender rule. So if a guy gets suspended for the same thing multiple times, it escalates. In baseball, yeah. a guy gets caught. A guy gets caught with a positive PED test. It's a fifty-game suspension. Then it's what a hundred games, and then it's a lifetime ban. Like right. there you go. It's that simple. And I wouldn't mind analytics, consequences. analytics working its way into this corner either. I mean, we've got catch-all metrics for every conceivable thing. I wouldn't mind a system where these refs are graded and scored, and so yes. each league is entering the playoffs and saying here's what who we're picking and here's why yeah. and it's not a, a an old boys club or, or like you know this guy's been around doing it for decades it's these were this year's best officials and the numbers can can back that up and i there think behind the scenes, a thing or, like yeah. that for baseball it's just not publicly available right, right. that's right. the problem well no, there's there there there's an app now that the guy i interviewed on the podcast from uh, boston university is mlb ump score you can download it's like 99 cent app or something like that cool. And it go and it rates every single umpire strike zones, and you can go and see who were the best, who were the worst. You can cross apply it to were they better for certain teams or certain pitchers, and that was one of the things that was so frustrating. Is a couple of years ago, then we had all these numbers. Okay, these are the best umpires in the world, and none of them were there for the World Series games. A lot of the guys who ranked worst on these analytics were out there, but at least now we know that, right? So yeah, right. all, yeah, all sports need an app like that and a database like that. And I just like it to be, um, you know, again, mistakes happen. So, you know, you you don't want to, like, say that these refs have to be perfect. But I like the idea of a grading scale. And maybe at the end of the year, if you don't clear a certain threshold, you're, you're out. And yep. they're bringing in new people to try and figure it out. So yep. I, I went back and uh, – also holds the refs more accountable themselves. Yep. Like, they're like, I don't want to get fired. Right. Yeah. Uh, I went back and looked at what happened. It was Shaq. Um, it was when he was on the Heat. He fouled out with fouled out with 51 seconds remaining in the game, and the NBA determined they would replay the final 51 seconds the next time the two teams met. Um, what's crazy is that between those two times, Shaq got traded. Uh, <laughs> so he yeah. was the entire reason, and they still replayed it, and they just didn't have Shaq anymore. Uh, and there's That's some hilarious. other there's some other weird things. So like Sean Marion went to the Heat, uh, and they were, he was actually allowed uh, to play even though he wasn't in the first game, and obviously Shaq was gone. Yeah, and all the, all the stats were credited to the original night. So Sean Marion is like the only player in NBA history to have by the book it says he played for two teams in the same night. Even <laughs> that is crazy. A plus anecdote right there. Phenomenal. 
All right, we are going to move on to who won the week, but there are a few um, people's comments that I want to read about their executive orders. Um, someone else said, first executive order, cable companies can't black out local game. Uh, of course, executive order. It's my birthday. That's the Avs joke. Um, Allie's over it. If you can't ex- <laughs> executive order, Nikola Jokic, MVP. <laughs> That's a good one. Doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. There you go. Get it on his own. First executive order for the Rockies put Todd Helton in the Hall of Fame. Um, And then I agree with this this executive order, which would be my executive order here in Colorado, is that when a team wins a championship, the parade needs to pass by the DNVR bar and needs to go on Colfax because that would be party i say um, it ends, i say it ends at the nvr bar like that's right. the end of the round oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be amazing um let's see if there was any other ones can i can i add some quick hitting ones that i would also Please. like to implement i'll yeah. go rapid fire with you could i can i can i i would like to add a character clause to all of the individual hall of fame selections uh you should not you should not have a celebrated life if you're a piece of shit human being <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's not even it's not even that was mine I wasn't my example that I had in mind I was gonna say it works. sounds like that a was mine. Take, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just agreeing and, and adding there should be a character clause now I understand who enforces it who decides what it is whatever blah 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 but if you're some Jew hating bigot you don't get to be in a hall of fame <laughs> I'm sorry. Brendan almost just spit out his drink. <laughs> oh man. You don't you don't get to be in the Hall of Fame. You don't get to have a bust. You don't get to be celebrated. You are scum and you don't get to be in. I love it. Can I also I add it. you should be able to vote people out of the Hall of Fame? Because every once oh. in a while somebody Ooh. says to me, because we're talking all this Hall of Fame stuff, and I'll be like, uh, ah, you know, I don't think I'd vote for Kurt Schilling. They'd be like, do you know these other guys who did all these horrible things? I'm like, they don't give me a vote to kick those guys out, man. Like, right, right. <laughs> right, yeah, I can't change precedent, but I sure yeah, would like so, to. Not my fault <laughs> Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, someone said, lose a vote if you turn in a blank ballot. Yes. Oh, I agree with that. Um, I the general, if your favorite team wins the a title, your employer can't make you come into work the next day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they just can't. I'm most just, places, yeah. I feel like most places, uh, don't. I remember when the Eagle, the, my only real celebration, um, except a few Phillies, um, but when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, literally school was canceled. I mean, it was the first one ever. Yeah, but it's kind of like snow canceled. in hell. You know what I mean? It's like school a bigger was deal. canceled in Philadelphia. Everyone was off work, and everyone was just downtown, and it was the greatest thing. I think just the Monday after the Super Bowl, national holiday, national everyone's holiday. off work. Yeah, opening also weekend opening of March day. Madness. Opening days and must do. Yep. So just like get, more off days. <laughs> we can't even get the uh, the general election to become a national holiday. Let's start. Can there we move the Super Bowl to Saturday <laughs> instead? Yeah. 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 This is PTO, yeah. by the way. You know, Drew's like, all right, well, let's start with that one. <laughs> like okay, we've got some other it. things that we need to work on first, but like, uh, hey, straight hey I'm in charge. Saturday. I'm captain now, AJ. It's all getting right. done. It's all getting done. Uh, Ten more right. national holidays, baby. This is the quick one. Wait, where'd it go? Um, it's so right. You just played it. And, okay. and, and you know what, Nighthawk? No, because just remember, close your eyes and remember the last time it happened, which was more often than not a year ago. So Alabama <laughs> doesn't need to celebrate anything, okay? 
Um, Sam said, get rid of the delay of game penalty in the NHL. I have made, I've made this argument over and over and over and over. And there's always that one moron that wants to come and argue with me because they're, they insist on being wrong. (laughs) And all you have to do, treat it like icing. Yes. That's it. Treat it the same exact way as icing. I'm not, I've gone back. There's always that person. Oh, do you remember games from the nineties? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Thankfully, the pandemic gave me the opportunity to go back and watch nineties hockey. So I did. And you know what? While I did that, I kept track of the number of times guys flipped the puck over the glass. The entire Av Stanley Cup run. You know how many times in the 96 playoffs? The entire four rounds. You know how many times they, they flipped the puck over the glass intentionally? Four! In four rounds, it happened four times. Yep. So um, I do remember 90s hockey, yes. And in the highest of leverage situations, it was not a rampant problem. So don't I, give me that noise. While we're getting rid of crap rules, um, <laughs> the, the fumble through the end zone should not go oh to the other team. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah what I mean, ASAP? I have no idea what it's about. I, I, I like it just makes no sense. I'm fine with so many other things except for the ball turning over. Like I don't care if you give the if you if it's a 15 yard penalty and you have to go back 15 yards or right. or whatever. Just anything but it's a turnover. It makes no sense for it to be a turnover. Right. When that uh, happened two weekends ago, I was like Ryan, why? And he's like, I can't explain it to you. And I'm like, but you can't. How? Is that even why? always been a like, rule? I feel like rule. that's a rule that is relatively new, even like. No, oh, it's always been a rule. Always, uh, as always, far as I know, by relatively, as as I know, like yeah. 90s or something, but like. We've got someone in the comments who says they disagree with you, RK. They have to just hold on to the ball. Again, <laughs> I just recover the ball. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't like right. giving the ball to the other team. They didn't do it. They didn't earn. Like, you got to get right. the ball to have. It's the a ball. massive reward for a team for right. not accomplishing. They didn't recover yeah. the ball, right. but they get rewarded for it. Yeah, Find a way to penalize the fumbler, sure, but does it have to just be this right. one-to-one put, transaction? Honestly, loss of down, put it back on the twenty-yard line and give them give them a goal to go. Whatever Finally. it is, like, yep. totally. Like you know, there's already a rule that you can't fumble. Someone was saying, I saw someone on Twitter saying, like, well, if if you give them a touchdown, people will just start like fumbling the ball through the end zone. I'm like, no, 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 don't give them a touchdown. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, not what I'm is. saying. Uh, <laughs> just chuck it out the back. Why is that the solution? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's Who's trying to make that argument. Punish them, just not a turnover. I will say, one person made a decent point about this. Um, where they said the rules around the goal line change in the offense's favor a lot. Like, mm. if you get the ball even one centimeter over the line without fumbling it, and then you fumble, it's still a touchdown. So, you are you know, there is a lot of offensively slanted uh, rules at the goal line. Uh, and so I guess they were saying, like, the goal line is sacred. Like, you got to hold on to the ball until you cross it, which, like, that was a decent argument. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. It doesn't. It's not fair to give the ball to the other team when they didn't get it. They didn't yeah. get the ball, so they don't deserve it. Hundred percent. All right. Well, we're still gonna do who won the week, but first, we had several DMVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out and let us know how great their experience was, and thanked us for leading them there. And get like we we tell you guys all the time, these guys are Colorado sports fans. They're coming to hang out at the bar tonight, like. They are true 
Denver sports fans and they truly love us. And when you support them, it helps us out. I have my wisdom teeth scheduled on the books. I'm getting them removed. We'll see how poofy my face is and what that's like. And I can't wait to tell you guys about it um, because I've just heard such great things from Lindsay. So don't forget to schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and you get a free Sonicare toothbrush at Green Mountain Dental Group. Like I mentioned last podcast, someone went to Green Mountain Group, Green Mountain Dental Group. No, Mountain Dental Group. Oh, so then the green. Don't forget the green part. Green Mountain Dental Group. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're awesome. Only 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. And they're truly just really, really genuine, nice people. So definitely go check them out. Green Mountain Dental Group. I'll visit as a tourist. Yes, Vintage. Go get your free Sonicare toothbrush. Go visit Green Mountain Dental Group. Even if you if you don't live here. <laughs> um, okay. Let me pull up. I have to do a bunch of things for this. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Faster. I'm trying. <laughs> I've got to check Twitter, Allie. All right? I've got things to do. Okay. Ready? Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? The audio, who's right? in the boat and who's up the creek? Let's see. Who won the week? I don't know what you want me to do. I cannot control the volume. It's just, I'm just, a, I just feel bad for all the people listening in headphones. Well, I, I'm sorry, guys, but they were jamming, so it's okay. All right, let's start off with. Let me get my timer out. Hold on. Ah, sorry. Okay, I need to be more prepared about it. Um, Drew. What? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Brendan, let's go with you. Why did the Nuggets or someone in the Nuggets organization win the week? You get 30 seconds. Go. Michael Porter Jr. wins the week. He's been cleared to return. He's been cleared to return to uh, activities. Um, I know he hasn't done anything yet, but like he wins for coming back. Okay. Um, because I th this guy hasn't gotten to play. He's a top 20 caliber player, top 10 caliber player. Um, and he's just been on the sidelines for one reason or another, what it's injuries, Michael Malone's preferences, now COVID protocols. Um, this guy is a franchise altering talent. It's good to see him back on the court, even though technically haven't done it yet. Time. All right. So I'll make sure to get that out ASAP so that people aren't like, what <laughs> if like MPJ doesn't play well or something. Who won last week? Um, I forgot to put the poll out. Oh, God. We have been doing a lot of things at DNVR that have required oh, all of my attention. So who won two weeks ago? Uh, the Avs. So Rudo got <laughs> to talk about it. I'm sorry. So wait, Jokic never got his makeup win? No. Oh, this is tragic. I... It was on my to-do list every day, and then I just kept for – I've had a lot on my plate. All of you know Let's that. Let's just redo mine. Just I know. Redo. I got you, Brendan. Don't thank worry. You, thank you. <laughs> All right. AJ, why did the abs or someone in the abs organization win the week? I'm sorry again. Um, I don't know that anybody did. <laughs> Strong <laughs> argument. This so. week was the week that the abs beat a team 8-0. I mean, how about how about um, you know Hunter Miska gets his first NHL start and Bowen Byron makes his debut? There you go. Okay, there okay. you go. Those good, good for those chaps. 
The commenters want some accountability for Allie here. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to need to answer the poll reporter, Allie. All right. Nighthawk saying new DNVR hiring post about to go up after this, Allie. You know what? That's another reason we had such a great turnout for people applying for our video editor position that I've been reading through like hundreds of applications. So there's just been a lot. I apologize. I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Can't believe who won the week didn't make it to the very top of your priority list this week. I really can't. <laughs> uh, people agree with Hunter Miska. All right. Ryan. Oh, Why do you keep making this guy's from Minnesota's name so foreign? Miska? I don't know. I like it saying like Miska. Miska, Miska. Miska. Miska, right? Isn't it just Miska? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Ryan, just go. All right. Uh, Nikola Jokic wins the week again uh, because he is simply the best basketball player in the world right now. He should have won it the first week we brought it back. He should have won it last week. If it was there, he probably would have won it. He should win it this week because he's still the best player in the world. Uh, every metric right now says he's head and shoulders above the rest of the NBA. He's playing insane. He's averaging a triple-double. He's doing everything. He's a one-man show, and this week he has officially become my favorite basketball player of all time. <laughs> he wins. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you guys not as hyped as I was. Did you guys hear what Lindsay said? <laughs> Lindsay said that Brendan sound effect sounded like a dying dog. <laughs> That's sad. My goodness. Wow. It was okay. actually an air horn, Lindsay, but uh, I'll work on it. Um, okay. Drew, I mean, if you, you can choose whatever you please if you would like to support someone That's else's, right. or you could do your own. You get 30 seconds. Go. All right, AJ left this one open for me, so I got to go with Nathan McKinnon won the week. Look, I know the Avs aren't playing their absolute best yet. They haven't gelled, but this guy is out of his mind good. And AJ may be used to it by now. It may be ho-hum for hockey fans, but I'm in year two. Guy did something absolutely ridiculous last night, just making goals out of Most thin ridiculous. ice, making guys look ridiculous, playing obscene hockey making me excited even though the team is kind of eh right now nathan mckinnon's the best hockey player Thanks. in the world and i'll hear nothing else i don't know any of the other ones but it's fine all right <laughs> you guys are if, if you guys want Jokic to win this one now that drew threw in nathan mckinnon in there you guys have to actually push it so you because have to actually you have to actually post it. I promise I will. <laughs> but when I did post it, hey. only Harrison posted it. And then uh Deshaun Watson becoming a Denver Bronco was winning. And then AJ quote tweeted, like, come on, guys, really? So then all the Avs fans went and supported it. So Nuggets fans show up. I'll take care of it. Actually, it wasn't Deshaun Watson for becoming a Denver Bronco. It was Deshaun Watson for getting an excuse to leave Houston, which really had nothing to do with Denver sports at all. Yeah, and it was winning <laughs> in the bowl with Jokic as MVP or an incredible player. Like, I need you guys need to help. I will make sure it's posted. I will put it in the Slack, and I will tweet it out. I promise. That's on me. But anyways... We will catch you guys all next week. Come out and hang out at the bar. We will be here. We've got Big Betting Bonanza on Sunday, like we talked about, and the Avs. And then Saturday, we have um, Nuggets, Buffs, and the UFC fight. Tonight, we've got the Avs and Nuggets on the TV. So definitely come hang out. DMVR fam will be around. Rye, what were you going to say? I just wanted to say one last thing about Nikola Jokic. If you're not paying attention to the Nuggets and watching him right now, like, I just – 
I beg of you to just give it a try. Uh, in my opinion, it is the closest thing we have had in Denver to Peyton Manning. Not in just how great he is, but in the way that he approaches the game. Uh, I think he is the Peyton Manning of basketball. He, this is actually all any sort of homer exaggeration aside, one of the best starts to the season <laughs> in the history of professional basketball from any individual at any position. What would you like to say, AJ? Nathan McKinnon's been robbed of two hard trophies in the last three years. Stop. No, but he just plays Stop. in a different – I'm not saying that Nathan McKinnon isn't an MVP-level player. I'm saying that in the way that Nikola Jokic uses his mind to beat teams, it's, it's Peyton Manning-esque. I think he's the best player on the planet right now. That's a fluid rankings. You know, if I had to play like the Lakers and LeBron James in seven games, I'd be scared. But Nikola Jokic, right now, there's no one playing better basketball on the planet. And I'm not even trying to say he's better at basketball <laughs> than Nathan McKinnon is at hockey. I'm just saying in the way that he approaches the game, it's like watching Peyton Manning play basketball. I don't think you're going to dig your way out of this one with AJ. <laughs> I, 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 like, I love Nathan McKinnon. I don't want this to somehow be taking away from Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon can be John Elway in this scenario. <laughs> any, do you feel any better about it, AJ, or no? I, Nathan McKinnon got robbed of two hard trophies. I'm I agree. That. I agree. 100% wholeheartedly. <clears throat> All right. That is it for this week. Go vote in the poll. And if you don't see it up by... Eight o'clock today, tweet at me. I promise I'll get it up, but you guys can hold me accountable. See, I'm doing something the refs don't do. You guys can hold me accountable, and I will make sure. But also, don't forget to go leave us a review on Apple um, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. It really means the world to us. I see that we have some negative. Uh, we've got a one star in there. Go out, outshine that. Ew, why do we have a one star? I think it's a wonderful podcast. Um, so go leave a review. Let us know what you think. And if you guys have any topics like this one that you want us all to talk about, please tweet at me and let me know. And we love you all and have a great week. Weekend. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.